This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. You're listening to the Kona Edge. Time to chat some biking, and we welcome back onto the show today, all the way from Canada, uh, Scott Cooper. Scott, welcome back. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. Scott, you're a machine on the bike. Uh, your bike splits are, are phenomenal. You, you must enjoy uh, being out there on two wheels. Uh, very much so. Very much so. It's, uh, it's a great great feeling when, you, uh, when you're just down on that arrow tuck and, and going 40-plus K an hour. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a very freeing experience. It's awesome out there. It definitely helps that you you love it. Uh, I mean, I, I get that feeling when I'm on my bike as well. I used to race BMXs as a kid, and and you almost feel like a kid again. Uh, that, that's what I love about riding bikes, and and I think it is that freedom. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, that freedom, and and I love uh, I love just how much you can see, and and you can really explore explore places on your bike, especially traveling for races and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's just it's a yeah, it's a very freeing experience. I think is the the best best way to put it. As far as uh, the, the sort of amount that you would would typically ride in the build up to to an Ironman from a volume perspective, I, I mean, how many how many k's a, a week would you typically do in a in a big week? Uh, my biggest weeks would maybe get up to uh, seven to eight hundred and fifty kilometers in a week, um, but on a regular basis, just sort of through the the, the slog of training, it's uh, probably closer to to probably I'd say four or five hundred kilometers. Did you did you find you you picked it up quite easily? I mean, once you when once you took up the the sport seriously, did did biking come easily to you? Uh, I think it took time. Uh, it, it definitely took time. I I knew right when I started that that I did have a proficiency for it, but uh, it it took years of, of building up strength and and building up my power. And um, I got hooked up with a uh, with a cycling studio in Montreal called Power Watts that. Uh, Really focused on the on high intensity intervals, and uh, and I found that that made a big difference where I, where I could really start building strength. And it took me a while of of just building up that that high end power and that that short term strength um, until I could really start applying that over the Ironman distance. So um, I felt like it was it took a couple of years to really get that breakthrough. But then once the the foundation was laid, then I could. Uh, really get into some hard, long, long workouts. And then that's when I really started uh, performing well in, in Ironman races. It's interesting you use the word foundation because we spoke about that in our in our first chat, the, the consistency of training, particularly over seasons, that uh, it's almost like you're building on what you did last season. And, and that, particularly with cycling, is one of the keys is to have a, a really good base to build off. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, um, and, and I, one thing that I, I try and work on the way that I, I sort of plan my seasons every year is in the, uh, in the winter time, I really focus on that, that high intensity training. Um, and then that really just builds up that power. And then that, that you can use the fitness you had coming out of your previous season to, to do a little bit longer of, of those high intensity intervals in the winter time. And, uh, and then it sets you up with a much higher power going into the next season. And then that's when you can really, uh, you know, you can really hammer out those hard workouts. And, and yeah, again, that's where you get those big, big gains is from that consistency year to year, just putting in the hours and uh, putting in the work. As far as gains, uh, is there one thing that you feel you've done that's just given you like a huge gain over your career? Uh, the, the biggest gain is, is, uh, just working with the cycling studio power watts, to be honest, like it's, uh, um, 
it's just that that high power work it really it's it it really makes all the difference and and on that note of of training with power that was uh that was a, a big improvement for me before when i was just using heart rate or perceived exertion um that works to an extent but uh but I found that I, I really got big gains when I was I was putting a number on it, and it, it kind of keeps you honest, and it, and it keeps you pushing, and and uh, can help you compete with the guy beside you just because you know what kind of power he's pushing, and and uh, that was a that was a big game changer for me, and when I really felt that I that I belt broke through with uh, with my cycling. Well, I, I haven't told my wife this, uh, Scott, but I'm I'm actually looking for a power meter. G- give me some advice. What what should I look out for? Uh, I think that it depends on, uh, on what kind of bike setup you have. Um, I've always had a quark power meter. Um, uh, I just have, uh, my one bike, I just have my, my one triathlon bike that I race and train and do everything on. Um, so I like the reliability of a, of a crank based meter. And since I don't have to switch it between bikes, it, it, it's, uh, it's very simple. But, uh, for those that have multiple bikes, like I know a lot of people do, uh, they have a, a racing bike and a training bike and maybe they have a road bike that they use on long rides or whatever. Um, I think that the, uh, the pedal power meters, uh, out there and, um, and hub based ones are great options just because it's so easy to, to switch between bikes and, and you can get those numbers because at the end of the day, you really just want to make sure that you have that, that power, uh, feedback for yourself just so you know, you know what you're doing. Like you don't have to ride with your power meter every day, but when you're doing hard workouts, you can get them, uh, that much more refined if you have that power meter. So I'm going to tell my wife, you say it's okay. I can get one. Tell her it's okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a wise investment. She she should she should go for it. <laughs> Fantastic, Scott. As far as workouts go, what what is your favorite thing to do on the bike? Uh, my my favorite uh, my favorite set of workouts is, uh, and this is again something I'll do on a build up uh, towards a big race. Is I'll do um, a broken hour time trial. So. Uh, what I'll do is I'll start, uh, I'll go in with, with sort of what I will, what I want to achieve is my, my one hour average power. So this is to get your, your functional threshold power. Uh, so I go in with, with what I want to achieve and then I'll start with, uh, say 12 times five minutes at that power, uh, with a couple minutes rest in between. So at that point you've just broken that hour time trial into 12 chunks that are much more manageable. And then as I progress through that workout, I'll, uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll do six times 10 minutes, then four times 15 minutes, then three times 20 minutes, two times 30 minutes, and then get to the point where I can do a, a one hour time trial. And that's where I can really see, uh, see where my bike fitness is at. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll have that build up right before a, uh, a race. So that maybe I do the hour TT 10 or 12 days before a half Ironman. And then I can really, uh, really hone in on, on uh on a race day power prescription and, and know what i'm what i'm capable of, of uh for that race oh brilliant i think that's uh that's awesome so uh yeah definitely going to try that one too scott thank you so much for your time once again on the cone edge much appreciated thanks so much great talking to you brad we hope you enjoyed this episode of the cone edge get better on the bike register for our next free live online bike seminar Get to the KonaEdge.com slash bike seminar now.